Hello, listeners and fellow explorers. This is Living in the Sprawl's lovely and talented producer-slash-wife, Lisa Steinberg. I wanted to thank all of you for your continuous support of the show. As a new podcast on the scene, John and I self-support the logistics and research that go into the show. The number one way to support the show is to rate, review, and share this podcast with everyone you know. Many of you have been doing this, and it has helped immensely. I also invite you to check out our website and the show notes for other ways to support the show. We are currently working with companies we currently use ourselves to get discount codes for our listeners and support the show in the process. These companies include Every Table, Just CBD Store, Gold Belly, Cats Botanicals, and so much more. By using the links on our website, you are letting them know we sent you and in turn supporting the show. You can also support us on Patreon and Podfan. Please check out the website at livinginthesprawlpodcast.com for updates on companies we are working with, our testimonies, links, codes, and new Living in the Sprawl merchandise. Again, thank you to all of you, our lovely listeners, for tuning in every week and allowing us to do what we love. Without further ado, your humble correspondent, John Steinberg. Hello, and welcome to another edition of Living in the Sprawl, Southern California's most adventurous podcast. I am, as always, your humble correspondent and host. My name is John Steinberg, and I am joined by my lovely and talented producer slash wife. Her name is Lisa Steinberg. We are the team here at Sprawl Enterprises, ready to bring you yet another foray into the vast, expansive world. It's really more like a galaxy of sorts. But that wonderful region that exists between Paso Robles in the north and the U.S.-Mexico border in the south that we lovingly have deemed the sprawl. On today's program, we take a look downward. How often do you hear that? Most of the time, you're expected to shift your focus toward the heavens. But on today's program, we're going to be looking down at our feet. But... We're going to be looking down at the stars. There's more than just the one Walk of Fame slash Walk of Stars in the Southern California area. And we're going to be examining other examples that you can incorporate into your itineraries that provide a local flavor, some specific regionally important odes to local lore, a popular culture, You'd be surprised how many versions of the Walk of Fame or Walk of Stars there actually are scattered throughout Southern California. Some years back, I was in the Bay Area, found myself in the Castro District, when out of the corner of my eye, I began to notice a trickle of stars on the ground, which extended all the way down the street. When I found out what the stars were, it made my heart swell. I didn't know it. But I was walking along the Rainbow Honor Walk in San Francisco, the Castro District. Stars here reflect those that have contributed toward the fight for equality and have been deemed laudatory members of the LGBTQ community. Harvey Milk was the first name I noticed, but plenty more were familiar to me. But it was in this moment that I understood the power of a Walk of Fame. It wasn't just a hokey tourist attraction meant to impress out-of-towners 
on a whimsical voyage to the West. The Walk of Fame, in and of itself, the mere idea of it, can be reflected in a multitude of ways. In the Bay Area, the Rainbow Walk of Honor. And when I began researching concepts for this episode, I learned that examples of the Walk of Fame exist the world over. They are present in London. The same can be said for Las Vegas, France, Milwaukee. They're everywhere, but then they're also nowhere. For some of the examples that we're going to talk about on this episode, I was not even aware that the Walk of Fame in question even existed. But now that I've educated myself, I've gone out in the field and observed many examples of the Walk of Fame, I feel confident in presenting to you, our dear, wonderful listeners, a compilation of the best, most unique, interesting, fascinating examples of the Walk of Fame that you can check out with your eyes. Or better yet, you can step on by as you amble down the street with hopefully a pep in your step. That's the very least checking out these outstanding Walks of Fame can do. So let's talk about them. At number 10, the Anaheim Walk of Stars in Shocking, I know, Anaheim. While there are only 12 stars for this particular Walk of Fame, it merits inclusion on the list because it represents some of the very best that Orange County has to offer. Of the 12, inductees have been Walt Disney, Carl Karcher, uh, the gentleman who founded Carl's Jr., and the Righteous Brothers. Because these stars are located in such close proximity to Disneyland, downtown Disney, all things Disney, really, they don't receive the type of shine that you might expect if this kind of thing existed in a far less populated area. Though they don't often appear on recommended itineraries to the region, we're saying that you should do what you gotta do to check out the Anaheim Walk of Stars. It's strange, curious, you wonder, okay, so there are 12, why don't they either add far more or just do away with the concept? And yet, the 12, a veritable all-star member jury panel, do exist, and you can check them out for yourself, and it's not that far from the Magic Kingdom. And number nine, the Hermosa Beach Surfing Walk of Fame. Spoiler alert, this isn't the only example of a surfing walk of fame that'll be featured on the episode, but it shouldn't fall by the wayside. The Walk of Fame nestled alongside the Hermosa Beach Pier is a relatively fresh advent having only been established in the year of our Lord, 2003, the 84 tablets with the names of famous and notable surfers inscrawled upon them will delight anyone who yearns to take a walk out onto the pier. We love the Hermosa Beach Pier, as was chronicled in a prior installment of the podcast, but we didn't mention this amazing bonus feature of the pier area. In addition to the most widely recognized names in the world of surfing, the Walk of Fame here features individuals, sometimes groups, 
whose contributions aren't necessarily reserved for taking waves out in the water. For example, the Beach Boys have their own Brick on the Walk of Fame. And as the years pass, the collection of 84 will undoubtedly only continue to rise. And number nine, the Hermosa Beach Surfing Walk of Fame. And number eight, the Palm Springs Walk of Stars. Palm Springs and the desert to the east of greater Los Angeles has long been a playground for those looking to ring in a raucous weekend away from the bright lights of Los Angeles. Palm Springs, Palm Desert, the whole region, more broadly speaking, have been the setting for innumerable, quote-unquote, Hollywood lives lived entirely outside the scope of Hollywood's proverbial camera lens. The Walk of Fame here pays tribute to that esteemed lineage. Decorative palm trees make their presence known as they accompany each individual in Shriney whose name can be seen in the pavement. Debbie Reynolds, Marilyn Monroe, five different members of the Sinatra family, Sonny Bono, they are all represented here in the home of their second homes. Palm Springs has its own history, its own associations, and connections to many figures from the entertainment industry. So rather than scour the grounds looking for fill-in-the-blank address of someone who used to live in the area 75 years ago, why not economize? Get yourself to the Palm Springs Walk of Fame and pay tribute to your favorite stars of stage and screen. And number seven, the Aerospace Walk of Honor in Lancaster. For those unfamiliar with Lancaster, the northern portions of the Antelope Valley, there are four different places where test flights have been commissioned. You've got China Lake, the Mojave Desert, Edwards Air Force Base. All of these locations have served as important cradles for the aerospace industry. People forget, but this is actually where Chuck Yeager broke the sound barrier. In the last 60 years, countless astronauts, employees at NASA, people trying to get us from the Earth to the moon and beyond have made monumental impressions in the region. So the wonderful folks at the Lancaster Chamber of Commerce said okay when the idea for this aerospace walk of honor was proposed. Inductees were enshrined in the pavement from 1990 through 2009. We're talking upward of 70 individual inductees. If you'd like to visit the Aerospace Walk of Honor, it's located on Lancaster Avenue, other cross street being 10th Street, adjacent to the Boeing complex. It's cool, it's slightly bizarre, but if you're an American or someone who cares about our pursuits in the vastness of outer space, then you should make a point to take one small step for yourself and get to the Aerospace Walk of Honor in Lancaster. 
And number six, the Long Beach Motorsports Walk of Fame. Long Beach is home to the annual Grand Prix Extravaganza, the biggest street race in America. And as such, this incredible piece of Americana was installed to celebrate the contributions that Long Beach has made to motorsports and vice versa. It's located right outside the convention center, strategically placed along the route traditionally incorporated into the Long Beach Grand Prix. Mario Andretti's name is scrawled into the pavement, as is Al Unzer Jr. Around 35 men and women have been celebrated for time and memoriam by having their names appear in the Long Beach Motorsports Walk of Fame. Even people that have been residing in Long Beach for upwards of a decade might not be aware that this even exists. It's not just for hardcore IndyCar fans. If you consider yourself a sports fan, maybe you've seen the F1 show on Netflix, or you just want to take a gander at a really singular slice of Long Beach, then you absolutely have to check out the Long Beach Motorsports Walk of Fame. And number five, the Rock Walk or Rock and Roll Walk of Fame, but it is most often simply referred to as the Rock Walk. This is located right outside the Guitar Center, sited on one of the first episodes of Living in the Sprawl, right along Sunset Boulevard. Different from the nearby Hollywood Walk of Fame, this Rock Walk only celebrates the achievements of musicians. Well, that's kind of obvious. But it also differs from its nearby neighbor in that inductees, like they do in front of Grauman's Chinese Theater on Hollywood Boulevard, place their hands into the concrete, thereby capturing those prints for generations to come. Fans of Stevie Wonder, Aerosmith, and a considerable number of other rock luminaries will be pleased to note this sneakily fun tribute to some of their favorite artists. It's not as big as you might think. It's fun without being tacky. And if you feel so inclined, you can always hop inside and get yourself a Fender Stratocaster. And number five, it is the Rock Walk on Sunset Boulevard. And number four, the Grammy Walk of Fame, located right outside the Grammy Museum in downtown Los Angeles. I used to live right across the street from this for a few years and found myself striding past the Grammy Walk of Fame. And every time I did, not every time, a hundred out of a hundred, but the overwhelming majority of the times when I would walk by the Grammy Museum, I'd see people huddled in front of a particular star, snapping photographs, taking selfies, doing the type of stuff they do on Hollywood Boulevard. It didn't occur to me to bend down and check out exactly what was written on each tablet, but when I did, I understood why it was obviously such a popular tourist attraction. For each individual brick, all four of the major categories are listed out with the winners clearly identified. 
Best New Artist, Song of the Year, Album of the Year, and Record of the Year. Many people see the Grammys as something of a silly, arbitrary excuse for musicians to gather and collectively pat themselves on the back. If you disagree with all of that, you will absolutely adore the Grammy Walk of Fame. And I recommend stopping at the nearby Original Pantry to get yourself some old-timey pancakes. The restaurant, which is across the street on the other side of Figueroa, has been around for over 80 years. And number four, it is the Grammy Walk of Fame. And number three, the Surfing Walk of Stars in Huntington Beach. I did mention there was another example other than the Surfing Walk of Fame in Hermosa Beach, and here it is. Right beside what we selected as the best pier in all of Southern California. Inductees are announced annually every summer at the U.S. Open of Surfing. Since 1994... 150 members of the wider surfing community have been celebrated by having their names appear in the pavement alongside the Huntington Beach Pier. Huntington Beach has proclaimed itself Surf City. Much of the imagery associated with Huntington Beach, all of the marketing materials that you would ever see urging people to check out the beach town, it all revolves around the notion that Huntington Beach is, in fact, Surf City. So it's only appropriate that in Surf City, there would exist a rather expansive walk of fame solely devoted to recognizing the achievements of the finest men and women in the greater surfing community. If you can make it to the U.S. Open of Surfing, you could kill two birds in one stone, or with one stone, that's a great event. And as an added bonus, you'll get to see the announcement regarding the latest inductee into the Huntington Beach Surfing Walk of Fame. Check it out for yourselves. And number two, the Western Walk of Stars in Newhall, Santa Clarita. Lisa and I discovered this phenomenal example of a Walk of Stars while visiting the Newhall Farmer's Market on a Saturday morning. I was aghast when we were able to locate the names John Wayne, Gene Autry, and the incomparable Bruce Dern. Actually, the best one of all, truth be told, was Wilford Brimley, because that man deserves recognition in every conceivable place that he can get it. Santa Clarita has had a long cinematic romance with the Western. Many of the greatest Western films and television shows in entertainment history were filmed nearby. Anyone who's ever been to the Newhall portion of the Santa Clarita Valley can attest to how brown it is, how rustic the whole area truly feels. Nearby, there still are a plethora of ranches. And even though Santa Clarita is only 20-some-odd miles from Los Angeles and the Hollywood Boulevard, its actual topography reminds visitors of places like Tombstone in Arizona, Fort Worth, Texas. It's in California with a lowercase c. 
No more better place than Santa Clarita than to remember the significant contributions of Los Angeles's neighbor to the north with respect to that great American tradition, the Western. It's the Western Walk of Stars in Newhall, Santa Clarita. And we have arrived at number one, which means we've got to address the other one, the obvious version of a Walk of Fame. So, of course, the number one spot has to go to the Hollywood Walk of Fame. In 1960, the first stars on the Hollywood Walk of Fame were unveiled. Sixty-plus years later, there are now over 2,700 such stars, and the concept, as we've just established, has taken off and found its way into the fabric of global society. It's unbelievable if you really think about it, the fact that the Hollywood sign came to fruition as a result of a marketing campaign and the Hollywood Walk of Fame exists because folks on the Hollywood Chamber of Commerce in the late 1950s wanted to further promote the neighborhood, making it more attractive and hospitable to those looking to take advantage of their quote-unquote Hollywood experience. Some things I learned while doing research for the episode, there are a number of folks who have multiple stars on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Will Rogers, for example, has five. There are a few different folks that have five, a number that have four, three, two, and then obviously one. Every year, Roughly 20 new enshrinees are admitted into the exclusive club. There have been controversial figures admitted into the club. And rather than remove certain stars as artists have been canceled, the Hollywood Chamber of Commerce defaults to the position that the Walk of Fame is on the National Register of Historic Places, so they are permitted to tinker and remove stars after they've been commissioned. So forever, folks ambling by certain portions of the boulevard will pass by the stars of Kevin Spacey, Bill Cosby, and depending on where you slot, the former president. But no matter where you stand on the Hollywood Walk of Fame, its impact is utterly undeniable. As long as folks can find their way to the 15 blocks on Hollywood Boulevard and three on Vine, they will no doubt flock to the scene, locating their favorite stars and snapping selfies with that prized name, which is forever embossed in glossy lettering on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. And that's going to do it for another show from the gang here at Sprawl Enterprises. Thank you for all your continued support. A couple of very easy ways that you can express that support. Hop on Apple, iTunes, or whatever platform you happen to be listening on. Leave us a five-star rating, a nice review. Uh, it's hard to adequately convey how important those reviews and ratings are. They have um, outsized impact on the life cycle of a podcast. So we thank you in advance for everything that you do for us along those lines. Our Instagram handle, if you'd like to follow us, Living in the Sprawl Podcast. And indeed, if you would like to write us, 
let us know where we're doing a nice job, maybe where we could be doing better, your suggestions for episode topics that you'd like to hear discussed on forthcoming installments of the program, then indeed write us an email. Living in the Sprawl podcast at gmail.com is the address. We'd like to direct you to our terrific, very, very useful website. And it's on that website that you can snap up one of our immensely helpful Living in the Sprawl guides, our cheat sheet, so that you don't have to go rifling through old archived episodes of the show looking for specific recommendations. Do not do that. Simply snap up the Living in the Sprawl guide and all the answers can be found inside. You can support us by becoming an Apple subscriptions member or Patreon subscriber. And it's there that you will receive access to bonus content. We've done incredible episodes on the best ice cream in the sprawl, hamburgers, pizza, fish markets, pancakes... I'm forgetting some, and we are only going to continue to upload new and phenomenal bonus content for our wonderful subscribers. We've also got merchandise on the site. Anything that your heart desires, if it's Living in the Sprawl related, our website is the place to get your hands on it. On behalf of myself, I am, as always, your humble correspondent and host. My name is John Steinberg. Joined by my partner in all things, my lovely and talented producer slash wife. Her name is Lisa Steinberg. We are the team here at Sprawl Enterprises. Thanking you for listening to another episode of Living in the Sprawl, Southern California's most adventurous podcast. Talk to you soon. <laughs>